I want to draw your attention to verse 27 there in Matthew chapter 9. <clears throat> and look what it says. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed Him, cried, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when He was come into the house, the blind men came to Him. And Jesus said to them, Believe ye that I am able to do this. They said unto Him, Yea, Lord. Then touched He their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. Notice that phrase, according to your faith be it done unto you. And their eyes were opened and Jesus straightly charged them saying, see that no man know it. So right here in this chapter, we see Jesus doing many great miracles. And then these blind men come to Him and they're wanting a miracle. They're wanting to receive their sight. And so Jesus, He makes an interesting statement in that story before He heals the blind men. But you know, He says, according to your faith, be it done unto you. And many times as Christians, I'm afraid... You know, we often blame God for things not going the way we want them to go. We often blame God when our prayers do not get answered and we start, you know, wondering what's wrong with God. But you know what? I wonder if sometimes the problem is He is doing things or He is answering our prayers according to our faith. And this is something I think, I think we ought to think about a little bit. It was something I was thinking about yesterday as I, when I read this passage and I got to thinking about that, you know, according to your faith, be it done unto you. How often is stuff that's accomplished here in the church, how often is stuff that I accomplish myself, is it just according to my faith? Because sometimes my faith isn't very good. And you know what? Sometimes things don't go real good. And so, you know, the problem, I'm afraid many times, you know, I, the problem's never God. That's for sure. But I think many times the problem is, is God is just doing things for us according to our faith. And in the case with these blind men, Notice, you know, he asked, you know, you know, believe ye that I am able to do this. He asked them that before he healed them. He said, do you believe that I can do this? And they said they believed. And so Jesus said, you know, according to your faith, be it done unto you. And sure enough, they received their sight. They were, in fact, able to see. And I, I don't necessarily believe that this is how Jesus operates 100% of the time. I, I really don't because I can, I can tell you for sure there have been times when I didn't have a lot of faith and God still did great things. And there's been times where I felt like I had a lot of faith and you know, it seemed like nothing happened. I don't think this is something that happens 100% of the time, but I do believe it's probably the case most of the time. And I do know for a fact that when it comes to our salvation, it's according to our faith 100% of the time. Because the Bible says we're saved by grace through faith. Well, what do we have to have faith in? Well, we have to have faith that if we ask for salvation, He's going to give it to us. What does that mean? It means we have to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation. We all know that Jesus came and He died on the cross. He was buried. He rose again. And He's offered salvation to us freely. But in order for us to receive salvation, it's going to be according to our faith. We have to believe that He will save us. We have to believe that God will save us even though we are sinners. Even with, you know, and that He'll save us by trusting in Him and not trusting in our own works. And many people struggle with that. You know what? As a result, whether or not they receive salvation is to be according to their faith. And if they did not believe on Him, they are not going to be saved. And I believe if those blind men would have said, well, you know, when Jesus said, you believe I can do this? If they had been like, well, we think it's possible. We're going to ask, you know, just in case. I don't believe He would, I don't believe he would have healed them. 
You might remember the one story about the blind man that he tried to heal. He went to heal. Remember, it took two tries. The first time he said, I see men as trees walking. I personally believe it's because that guy didn't have a lot of faith. But it was like after he, you know, he had a little bit though, just enough that it, it improved, which maybe that gave him the faith he needed after that. I, I don't totally understand everything that happened in that story. But I do see in this story, Jesus said, according to your faith, be it done unto you. In that situation right there, Jesus gave them exactly what they had faith that he would give them. And I believe that that is the case many times in our lives. And so sometimes he does. You know, sometimes he answers our prayer and we don't have a lot of faith. We don't deserve it. And then there's other times you know, we're positive that you know he's going to our prayer is going to get answered and it doesn't. And it's like we think when it comes to our faith too, you know, it's like you know, we know we need to pray and we need to ask in faith, nothing wavering. But can we just be honest and say, you know what, sometimes that's hard. So sometimes I think we need to be honest, like the man with the lunatic son, when Jesus asked him if, you know, if he believed, and he said, you know, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. Sometimes we're double-minded, aren't we? Sometimes we struggle with these things, and we just need to admit it. Sometimes we just need to say, Lord, I need you to give me some faith. Lord, I need you to help me to believe. I need you to help me to trust you because it's not always easy, but sometimes there's things we really want. It's like, man, I, I, if I got to pray, I got to have faith. And so it's like, all right, how can I help myself get some faith? And it's like, we try to work up some faith. You know, maybe we go listen to some music, you know, about faith, you know, that get us in a real uh, exciting mood or something, or we'll go read a, a story in the Bible. You know, I've got to get myself feeling this, you know, I've got, you know, and so, you know, let's go to church. Let's get everybody praying over it. And if we can, let's see if we can conjure up some faith in our life and work up the faith because we want God to do this. But, you know, the truth is, you know, you can't, you can't fake faith. Either you believe it or you don't believe it. And I'm afraid many times we just don't believe that God is going to answer our prayers. And I think there's some reasons for that. We're going to look at that here in a little bit. But, you know, when, but when it comes to our salvation, it is, it's about our faith 100% of the time. Look at what it says. Well, I want to show you a few verses. Hebrews chapter 11 in verse 6, it says, But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a reward of them that diligently seek Him. There are many people, they'll come to church, and they will do whatever that church says a person needs to do to get saved. Because they're willing to try anything. You know, if it's just getting baptized, they'll go, fine, alright, that's you know, let's try that too. But then they'll go down to the Methodist church and they get sprinkled. And then they'll go to the Catholic church and do confession. And it's like they're trying a little bit of everything. The truth is, the reason that they're doing that is because they're not sure. They don't really believe. But a, And there's many people, I'm afraid sometimes, and I know this happens, maybe we're out soul winning and we tell them, hey, the way you get saved, you've know, you got to put your faith and trust in Christ, you've got to call on Him for salvation. And they don't really believe anything, but they'll try anything. And you know, and they, they might say a prayer and they don't really mean it in their hearts. But it is clear in the Bible that that person who's going to get saved, they must believe. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. It also says in Acts 16.31 when the jailer said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. We see in Romans 10 in verse 9 that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. 
For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on Him shall not be ashamed. So it's very clear in the Bible that when we, we're saved by grace through faith. But And that faith, it's in the work of Jesus Christ. We have to believe that He will save us just because we asked Him. And that's hard sometimes. It would be easier to believe that He would save us because we deserve it. Because we've earned it. And that's what a lot of people are shooting for. And those people are going to be very disappointed one of these days because they're going to realize when they stand before Him on Judgment Day that they did not deserve it. And, they're, and uh, they're, it's, then it's going to be too late. But you do. You have to believe that in order to be saved. But I don't believe necessarily with everything else in life that 100% of the time it's according to your faith. Okay, Don't take this message... And run with that because it is a fact that God is, he's just, he's merciful. He's gracious. Sometimes we do, we receive blessings that we just don't deserve. I mean, have you ever been there before where you just like, man, why am, why, why did I get blessed like that? Or are you one of those people? Why aren't I getting blessed? You know, let's just be honest. Sometimes we have both of those attitudes, don't we? Sometimes we're like sitting around, you know, wondering, Lord, where's the blessings? You know, and I've done this before too. You know, there's been times, man, I was really desperate for the blessing. I've just been praying. So, you know, Lord, I know we're supposed to lay up treasures in heaven, but can I cash in on some of my eternal rewards right now? You know, please. But you know what's bad about that attitude right there? Is if we really had faith, would we really want to cash in on eternal rewards for temporary rewards? I mean, that kind of shows right there we don't have a whole lot of faith. And then at the same time, too, how many eternal rewards do you think you really have? I mean, are you that positive? Well, you know, I, I've earned so many eternal rewards, I can afford to catch. Are you sure? Are you sure about that? I mean, do you all see how bad of an attitude that is? Okay, and I, I'm confessing right now. Okay, I've, I've been there before. I've done that. But that's right there that shows that we don't really have a lot of faith. And I am, I'm afraid most of the time in our life, when we're not seeing the things that we want to see, when we're not getting the prayers we want answered, it's because God is just doing things according to our faith. And it's just not very good. We don't have a whole lot of faith. And we need to ask God to help us with that and help us and to change us in that area because we need to have faith. And even though we often, we often fail, God is still merciful. He still blesses. But that doesn't mean he's not disappointed and that he's not going to try to get us to a point where we are a people of faith. Look at Matthew chapter 14 and verse 28. This is a famous story about Peter walking on the water. But remember, you know, they see Jesus walk on the water. You know, they think it's a spirit. They're scared. And it's Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou... Bid me come to thee on the water. You know, that, that's a pretty bad question to ask Jesus right there. You know, they should have known enough about Jesus to say, it can't be anybody but Jesus. Somebody's walking on the water. That's got to be Jesus. But no, Peter said, you know, if it be thee, bid me come out unto thee. And in verse 29, he said, come. And when Peter was come out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Well, Peter had a lot of faith, right? Well, I don't know that this was necessarily a result of Peter having a lot of faith. I think it was more of just Jesus doing a miracle, trying to teach him a lesson. And so Peter comes walking across the water because Peter clearly didn't have a lot of faith. He's saying, Lord, if it's you. So he didn't have this mega faith in Jesus at that point. He wasn't even sure if it was Jesus. 
So I believe this miracle here that's taking place, this is all about Jesus, not about Peter. But verse 29, you know, so he said, come when Peter's come out of the ship, he walked to the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. So I believe this miracle here, it was all about Jesus. Yes, Peter got to walk on the water for a little while, but you know what? He failed pretty bad, didn't he? And Jesus, I believe, was disappointed. Hey, why did you doubt, Peter? Oh, ye of little faith. And when we are being blessed many times in our lives, even when we don't deserve it, when we're seeing miracles that we don't deserve, that's not the time for us to get a big head. That's not the time for us to go around strutting our stuff, acting like we're a people of faith. I hope Peter didn't get back in that boat and say, did you all see that, disciples? I personally think he got back in there and he was probably a little sheepish thinking, you know, yeah, I'm all wet right now because yeah, I, I doubt it. And Jesus got on him. You know, we don't see Peter saying, well, no, at least I tried. You know, he, he didn't do that. That was all about Jesus right there. But understand, Jesus, when he did that, he was wanting to teach them a lesson because he wanted them to be a people of faith. And sometimes God is good to us and he blesses us. Because he's wanting, he's, he's wanting us to increase our faith. He wants us to be a people of faith. So we need to be careful that when we are blessed, to not get a big head, start strutting our stuff, thinking, man, I've really got a lot of faith. But if we're not getting our prayers answered, you know, we need to understand you know, it's not his fault. It's probably our fault because he is in this situation. He is dealing with me according to my faith. And how is my faith? Am I really showing anything? And so some lessons I think that we can learn from this story of these blind men, because that is exactly what happened. They heard about Jesus. They heard what he could do. They heard about all these miracles. You know, they're, they're here. They heard about him raising someone from the dead. And so they're thinking, man, if he can raise somebody from the dead, surely he can heal us of our blindness. And they did. They're, they're calling out to him in faith, believing this man can heal us of our blindness. And Jesus asked that question. Do you believe I can do this? And they said, we believe. And you know, a lot of people will say they believe. A lot of people will give the right answers verbally. But in this case, Jesus, you know, he didn't just say, okay. He just said, according to your faith, let's see if you really do believe. And sure enough, they did believe because of the fact that they received their sight. And of course, it was by their faith, but it was through the work of Jesus Christ. Just like our salvation. Our salvation, it's not about anything we've done. It's only about our faith in Jesus Christ and what He can do. And those who have said, I believe Him. I believe He will save me without works. I believe He will save me because He paid for my sins. I believe that He can do it. We will be saved according to our faith. In that, in that situation. And so some lessons to learn from this. We need, to, we need to learn to start believing that Jesus can actually do the things that He said He would do. Or the things that we ask Him to do. In verse 28 of chapter 9, you know, they, He said, believe ye that I am able to do this. You know what? The next time you pray, just think about that for a minute. And just ask yourself, hey, do I believe that Jesus can actually do this? Do I believe that He actually will do this? Do I believe that He wants to do this? Go ahead and ask yourself that question. Learn from this story. And whenever you pray for something, just be real honest with yourself. 
Be real honest with God. Understand that He knows your heart. And you know, I believe that you would be better off. I think you would get more out of your prayer life if you just prayed and said, Dear Lord, I don't really believe you can do this. And don't say it tempting him. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. You know, that's not how you do it. But just say, Lord, I don't believe that. I, I, I do not, I do not believe you. So I would never say that. Well, here's the thing. If that's how you feel, he knows that. So you might as well be honest and say, you know, Lord, but I do need this prayer answered. And I need to have some faith. Lord, I need you to increase my faith. Lord, I need you to help me to get right with you. I obviously have a heart problem. You just get honest with him. He already knows it if that's the case. If you're praying for things and you don't believe that he can do it, he knows that. Why don't you just be honest? Have you ever had somebody come to you and they, you know, they tell you what you want to hear and you know they're not telling the truth? And you know, it's not so much that they lied to you, but it's the fact they think you're dumb enough to believe that lie. It's insulting, isn't it? You know, don't we all hate people that are fake? No, none of us like it when people dislike us and say bad things about us. You know, nobody likes it if somebody comes up to you and insults you. Okay? I'm not going to enjoy it. If one of you come up to me after the service and say, Pastor Tommy, I think you're a terrible preacher. Your sermons are boring. I don't even know why I come here. I don't want to hear that. Okay? I, honestly, I, honestly, I really don't. But I would rather hear that than to have you come buttering me up all the time with praise and then I find out that you're saying the total opposite behind my back. That's going to be pretty insulting. Because now, you know, not only have I found out what you really think, but now I know you're two-faced too and that I can't trust you. And do you understand that God already knows what we think? He already knows your heart. And so if you're going and you're just going through the motion of prayer and you're saying things, Lord, I believe you can do this, and you don't really think it, now you're just insulting Him. See, some of us, we just need to get honest and say, Lord, I've got a faith problem. I don't trust you and I need you to help me with this because I need prayers answered. And I believe that God will help you with that. If we would just be honest and just say, you know, Lord, this is how it is. I've, I've got some I've got some real issues here and I need you to help me. I believe he would help you with that. You're going to get a lot more. Just being honest, even if you're not saying very good things to him, you're going to get more from him being honest than you are going to be lying and saying all the right things. Getting up and saying your fancy prayer, oh, almighty father, I know you can do all things. And you're saying this big, fancy, eloquent prayer of praise. But in your heart, you're like, I don't think he can do it. Don't don't even do that. Just be honest. Because you know what he's going to end up doing? He's going to end up putting you to the test. He's going to say, you know what? Okay. According to your faith, be it done unto you. And then we get one disappointment after another. One time after another. God's not doing what we want Him to do. I don't understand what's going on. I prayed. Well, did you have any faith? Any of us can get up and say a prayer. But you've got to, it's going to, if it's going to be according, if He's going to answer that according to our faith, then we need to actually have faith. We need to actually believe that He can do the things He said that He can do. And you know what? Why wouldn't we believe that He can or that he would do something. That's what we ought to ask ourselves sometimes. Why don't I think he's going to answer this prayer? Why don't I think God would give me the things that I'm asking for? You know, is it because you think it's too big of a request? You know, Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 27 says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? 
You know, and that's pretty insulting if you think he can't do something. And and I've heard some preachers preach it, you know, a lot, you know, you know, like it's almost like you ought to challenge him. But no, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. You know what, Lord, I don't think you can make me a millionaire. I don't think you can help me win the lottery tomorrow. You know, don't do that. That's not what it's talking about. Yeah, I think that's too hard. It's like we think if we pray that way, oh, God's going to, I'll show you. I'll, I'll let you win the lottery. You really think you're going to trick God like that? Okay, you're just, you're just being greedy right there. You're being ridiculous. And sometimes we say prayers like that. It's more tempting God. Okay, I'm 100% for fasting. I think it's good to fast. But you know what? I don't believe in hunger strikes. And that's what many people do. Many people, they, they go on hunger strikes. Uh, I'm going to fast and I'm not going to eat until the Lord answers this prayer. Well, first of all, if you're going to make a promise like that, you better be willing to go all the way. Are you willing to starve to death? You know, and, and, and nobody ever does that. And then at the same time, too, you know, what if it's not his will? You know, you're not allowed to just do that. And, you know, in a, I mean, you realize you're if you make a, if you say, I'm not going to eat until the Lord answers this prayer. You know, you are you're threatening him. You're threatening God. If you don't answer this prayer, I'm going to die. And at the same time, you're saying that, and God knows you're not going to die. God knows after, you know, 12 hours, you're going to start eating. And have you ever noticed, too, people who go on hunger strikes, you know, for getting prayers answered? It's amazing. They usually do get their prayers answered, but it's not, you know, I, I should say they say their prayer got answered, but it wasn't usually, you know, what they were originally talking about. For example, you know, maybe somebody's like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to eat until, you know, the Lord shows himself, you know, strong. I, I, I got to see, I'm going to, not until I see something from God, you know. And then it's like after a couple of days, they start getting really hungry and it's like everything they see is a miracle, you know. Just yesterday, I saw, I saw a close-up of a bald eagle, you know. I think that's a sign right there, you know. God, that God just answered my prayer, you know. He just, he gave me that miracle. He let me see an eagle. Uh, I, I saw the miracle of a sunrise or a sunset, or, you know, and, and God showed, you know, it's like we do, we'll, we'll take anything for an answer because we just want to eat. And I, I've seen that and it's ridiculous. I, I do not believe in hunger strikes. I believe in fasting, but I think, I think it ought to be for a set time. I think it ought to be for a specific purpose. And you need to be willing to accept whatever answer God gives. You don't go on a hunger strike, you know, demanding God do something a certain way. I believe that's tempting God. And that's what many people do. It's amazing how we get, get we're, we're so wicked that we've figured out how to take prayer and be sneaky with it. And we've, we've figured out a way to take prayer and sin with it and to tempt God with it. That's just, that's how bad we are. And that's why, you know, we all, you know, we, all of us ought to be praying that all the time. You know, Lord, help me to just learn how to pray. Help me, well, help me to learn how to pray in the right way and how to ask for the right things. And thank God the Holy Spirit helps us in our prayers. You know, He kind of interprets our prayers for us. I've, I've, I've talked about that way. It's like He's, you know, He knows what's really in our heart. He knows what He really needs. And He kind of makes intercession to God for us, you know, with the groanings that cannot be uttered. Because we don't know what to pray for. Like we ought to. The Bible tells us that. And so, you know, many times I think maybe we we don't think God can do something because, you know, we don't we don't believe it's his will. 
We know it's, we know it's not His will. James chapter 1, verse 5 says, If any of you ask wisdom, let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally and upbraideth not and it shall be given him. You know, when was the last time you just asked for wisdom? Maybe you don't know what to pray for because you just don't have any wisdom. Well, the Bible says ask God for wisdom and He, he gives that liberally. And he upbraideth not. He's not going to get on to you for that. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like the wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Do you all see that? A double-minded man is not going to get their prayers answered. Oh, I believe, you know, it's like, I believe prayer works, but I don't believe he's going to answer this prayer. That's double-minded. And you know what some of y'all need to do when you pray? You need to pray. And the first thing you need to say is, Lord, I'm a double-minded man. I'm unstable in all my ways. Help me to be single-minded. Help me to be stable in my thinking. If you, who, nobody wants to admit that. Nobody wants to admit that I'm that guy that it's talking about in James chapter 1. But if you are that man, God knows it. So you might as well just be honest. I mean, you think if there was one place we could be honest, it would be with the Lord. Seeing that He already knows everything, we might as well just go ahead and confess it. Because He already knows it and just get real honest. But it's amazing how we have learned to lie to ourselves and how to lie to God in our prayers. And somehow we think we're going to receive anything of the Lord from that. Some of y'all, if you do, if, you, if you've got a prayer that you want to get answered right now, you need to go home, you need to get in your prayer closet, and you need to say, you know, Lord, I don't believe you. I don't have any faith. I don't think you have any power. I'm double-minded. I'm unstable. And ask God to fix you. So you can actually know how to pray. And if you do that, you mean, I believe He's going to help fix you. God wants to fix you. He wants to answer your prayers. But you've got to get yourself fixed first. You've got to get, you've got to actually have some faith because that's what He's going to do most of the time when you come to Him and pray. He's going to say, according to your faith, be it done unto you. And you've heard people say before God answers every prayer. It's either yes, no, or late, wait. But you know what? I think it's the answer probably all the time is according to your faith, be it done unto you. And we've got, we've got to, we've got to figure this out. We've got to get faith in our life. This is why it's important too for us to get to know the Lord. So, um, you know, if we're going to pray things that are God's will, We've got to actually get to know Him so we can know what His will is. We've got to find out what God likes. We've got to find out what God hates. We find that when we study our Bible, when we study His Word. James 5.17 says, Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Elijah was a man like us. Elijah had issues like we do. But Elijah, though, he figured out how to pray. He prayed and stopped it from raining for three and a half years and got it to rain as soon as he prayed for it and asked. A man like us did that. How did he do that? He figured out how to have faith. And God answered his prayers like that. And God would do it for us, too, if we would just learn how to have some faith. And he said, it's just not me. You know, I'm just a pessimist. I can't help it. Maybe that is your personality. But Elijah was a man of light passions. He figured out how to get over that. We often take our personality traits and we use those as an excuse to disobey God. Well, you know, faith, that's just for the optimist. No, faith's for everybody. 
If you're a pessimist, get over it. You know, we're supposed to be bold. We're supposed to preach the word. Yeah, but I'm shy. Get over it. Get over it. You know, God didn't give different rules for different personalities. Sometimes we just got to get over these things and just have faith and do what He said to do. But we find God's will in the Word. Psalms 119, 105. Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Got to get in the Word. We find His will when we walk with Him. In uh, Hebrews 11, 5, um, it, mentioned, uh, it mentions Enoch. Okay? Enoch, he was translated that he should not see death because he had this testimony that he pleased God. And what does it say in the next verse? Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. All we know about Enoch from Genesis is that he walked with God. And, but in Hebrews, it, tell us, it tells us that he pleased God and he pleased God by his faith. He was a man of faith and that is what pleased God. And he, and he didn't even see death. And so, if we want to know what God's will is, we've got to get to know Him. We've got to walk with Him. If, we, you, want to, if you want to make your walk with Him a good walk, you need to have faith. You've got to figure that out. And so, when you know the Lord, or when you know the Lord, you won't waste your time praying for certain things. I think that's one of our biggest problems. Some of the things we pray for, it's like, do you know the Lord? Some of the, you know, my kids sometimes, the things they ask for, it's like, why would you even ask me for that? Sometimes kids too, you know, they'll send Lana to ask me things. Because they do know me. And they do, it's like, they, they want to ask, but they know, Dad's not going to be pleased with that question. So they use Lana to come and ask me, <laughs> ask me the question. And I, I'm afraid that we're that, you know, the truth is, we, off, we just don't know God very well. I mean, do you really think God's going to do that? For you, that God would answer that prayer? You know, you need to get to know Him a little bit. And when you find out His will, you're not going to waste a lot of time praying for foolish things. And, you know, and these men... In this story here in, in Matthew, they had heard about how Jesus had raised someone from the dead. And so they didn't have any problem believing that He could heal somebody who was blind. They heard this story about Jesus. He, healed, he raised somebody from the dead. Well, man, if He can raise people from the dead, He can heal the blind for sure. You know, it's just simple deduction right there. They got to know something about Jesus and it caused them to re- believe that He can do something else. And if we would get to know the God of this Bible then we would understand what He's capable of, what He wants to do, what His will is, and we would pray for those things. I wonder how often we pray for souls to get saved. We know it's His will for souls to get saved. He's told us how it can be done if we'll just go and we'll preach the Gospel. But you know what? We often see people saved according to our faith. And it's often zero because we didn't even tell anybody. And we've got to, just, we've got to do what He said to do. And he's going to do these things according to our faith. And even if you do go out, you know, that's why most churches aren't souling today. They don't believe these people are actually getting saved who don't do any works. They don't believe it. And so, you know what? Fine. I, I went to, you know, I went to a preaching conference and I heard a message of John's soul winning. And so I guess I need to go do it. And they go out there and they go through the motions and they don't believe these people are really going to get saved. And so guess how many people get saved? As many as according to their faith. Zero. Because they don't have any faith. But then, you know, there's other people they don't seem to have any trouble winning people to the Lord. You know, maybe it's because God is answering their prayers according to their faith. They believe that these people will get saved. They believe that if they go and spread the gospel 
like Jesus told them to, the people are going to get saved. They believe that if they give people the gospel and those people believe in their hearts and call on the Lord, they believe those people will really get saved and those people see people saved all the time. But then, you know, Pastor Pompous that just wants to build his church and get all the money in his church and doesn't even care about souls anymore, when he goes through the motions, he doesn't get anybody saved because he doesn't even believe it. And he, what's happening is God's answering Pastor Pompous' prayer the same way he's answering other people's prayer according to his faith. And he doesn't have any. And so I do, I'm, afraid, I'm afraid too when it comes to a lot of our prayers. We often forget that God is holy. James chapter 4 in verse 3, it says, Ye ask and receive not, but ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lust. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do you think that the Scripture saith in vain, the Spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? The things that we're often praying for, they are they're just carnal, fleshly things that will only take us farther away from God. Things that are sometimes even things that are sinful. And we forget that, hey, you realize the one you're asking this of is someone who's holy? Do you under, realize what he thinks about that type of thing? I wouldn't even ask him. You know, don't come over to my house for dinner and ask me for a beer. You're not going to get it. Okay? It's, it's just not going to happen. There are some things that you just, you're wasting your time asking for. Don't ask me for a million dollars. You're not going to get it. Don't ask me for a hundred dollars. You're probably not going to get it. All right. You know, don't ask. You know, there's just some things you know better than to ask for that. You know, my kids very, very rarely ask for a dog because they know how I feel about them. And every once in a while, it's like, ah, oh, maybe you know, we'll wear him down, change his mind. But you know, it's very rare that they ask because they know me, and uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna repent of that, you know. So we're never getting a dog, and I will never repent. I, I will not change my mind on that, on that. And so they don't, you know. Occasionally, they go to somebody's house and they got a cute puppy. I got to hear about it for a little while, but it's, it's pretty, it's pretty rare. You have to hear about those things. But we also, I'm afraid when we pray, we forget that God knows better. God understands, hey, that, that will ruin you if I give you that. That will destroy your life. That will take, take you out of my will. And the bottom line is if we're honest with ourselves, we would have to admit our prayers are just not genuine. We know we're asking for things we shouldn't ask for. And if we just be honest, we would have to say that we have faith that God will not answer that request. Alright? If I pray right now, I could pray right now and ask God to help me win the lottery. And I can go and buy a lottery ticket. But you know what? I do believe God would do according to my faith. And if I'm real honest with myself, my faith is He's going to not let me win. I'm, I'm real confident of that. <laughs> and, and so, you know, if, if we're just, if we would be honest, we would, we would say, God is always answering my prayers according to my faith. And I'm not getting my prayers answered because I just don't have any faith. And so, we need to start praying for things that we know are God's will. Okay? Start, start with those things. I want to increase my faith. I want to have, start having a successful prayer life. Start praying for things that you know is God's will. Well, you know, I know it's God's will for me to read my Bible. So why don't I pray that God will help me start studying my Bible? Oh, you know, it's because you don't want that. You know, I, I want the Lord to help me to be a better Christian. Start, why don't you pray for that? That's God's will. It's God's will that you go to church. 
Read your Bible, pray, be a witness. So why don't you start praying that God will help you do those things? We know that's God's will. You know why you don't pray for those things? Because you know that God's going to answer that. You know that that would end up changing your life. You don't want to change your life. You're just wanting God to be your Santa Claus. You want to go and pray and sit on his lap and then him just give you everything that you ask for like a spoiled brat. Why don't you just, if you really want faith, start asking for the things that you know is God's will in your life. And I'm going to tell you right now, I think he's going to answer those prayers so fast it's going to make your head swim. It's going to change your life big time. And your flesh isn't going to like it. Your spirit will love it. But your flesh isn't going to like it. But start doing that. You know, we should obey His command to go and win souls. Obey His command to love your enemies and to love one another. You know, go ahead and pray about that. Lord, help me to love my enemy instead of praying that the Lord will burn His house down. But you don't want to pray that because you know the Lord is going to help you with that. You know, Lord, help me to have an opportunity to be a blessing to my enemy. We know that's God's will. And God is going to be more likely to answer that because it's His will than your prayer to kill Him. That's just how it is. And you need to, and if you would start doing those things, man, we're going to start, you know what? I like getting my prayers answered. Let me find out more about what's God's will. We're going to start reading our Bible. We're going to see prayers answered. Obey His least commandments. We see that in Matthew about whosoever will obey these least commandments and teach others. He's going to be the greatest. Help me do that. Lord, help me. Lord, I'm going to read my Bible and I want you to show me something in your word that I'm not doing right so I can fix it. When was the last time you prayed that? You know why we don't pray that? Because we know the Lord's going to answer that. If you pray that, I almost guarantee you, you're going to see something crystal clear in the Bible. I mean, the Lord's going to point out one of your favorite sins. And we know he'll answer that. And so we do, it's like we waste all our time praying for the things that we know he's not going to answer. And what does he do? He does exactly what's according to our faith. He doesn't answer those things. And then all the things that we know he would answer, we don't pray for those things. Because we have faith that he would do those. And guess what he's going to do when we pray? He's going to do according to our faith and he is going to do those things. He's going to change our life. We just need to admit that we're carnal and we're not very spiritual. And that's what's wrong with our prayer life. We need to just admit that, you know what? The Lord is doing everything according to my faith. And my faith is many times it's weak. Or my faith, you know, my faith is right. What I have faith in is right. But I am carnal. I am asking for carnal things that are not God's will. And I am not asking for the spiritual things because I know that He will answer those. And I know that He will change my life. And you just want to remain in your carnal condition that you're in. And you just need to surrender and say, you know what, Lord, I'm, I'm ready. You already saved me, but Lord, I want you to change my life. I want, to be a, I want to be a great Christian. I want to be an Elijah. I want to be an Enoch. I want to be somebody that walks with you. And so not only is what God does according to our faith, but what we do ourselves is often according to our faith. And so we, we shouldn't just go through the motions of obedience. We need to start doing things in the spirit of faith. If we really believe that God, you know, it's like, I want, I want the Lord to use me to win souls. But then we never go out and tell anybody how to get saved. How's that going to work? You know, it's like we think that people are just going to come running to us. Asking, you know, well, sirs, what must I do to be saved? We do see that happen one time in the Bible. 
But you know what? Until you're singing in prison, nobody's probably going to do that with you. So you're going to have to get out there and you're going to have to tell people how to, how to get saved. And I do. I believe God wants us to pray. I don't think we take advantage of prayer like we should. And I'm afraid that the problem with our prayer life is God's answering according to our faith. And our faith stinks. Our faith is lame. And you need to ask God to help you increase your faith. That way, you can start seeing great things. And if you start seeing great things, it's going to be because God is answering your prayers exactly the way He answered your prayers before. It was according to your faith. Be it done unto you. And next time you pray, and that next time you finish that prayer, and you say... In Jesus' name, Amen. Just kind of give, you know, just you know, don't run away from your prayer. Give God a chance to speak to you, and just imagine Him saying, "According to your faith, be it done unto you." And after He says that to you, how are you going to feel? Some of us, if we're honest, we're going to say, "You know, I think I need to pray again because I'm, I'm not feeling it right now." You know, Lord, I need I need you to help me, but I do. I believe I believe that's the key. According to your faith. And so, get honest with God. Some of y'all, you need to just go home and just, you need to tell the Lord some really bad things that you think about Him. Oh, how could I say something like that? Well, you're already thinking it and He knows it. So just confess it. Confess it and forsake it. He'll forgive you and He'll help you. If that's what you feel in your heart, you might as well be honest and say it. And we, and maybe you can start seeing some great things in your life. I want to see God do great things in this church. But you know what? God's only going to do things in this church according to our faith. So you know what? Let's have faith. Let's actually start believing. Let's find out what it's God's will to do. And let's do it. Let's do it. And watch God work. So with that, let's all stand and have a word of prayer before we go to our song. Dear Lord, we thank You so much. For your word, we thank you for the ability to come to you in prayer. And dear Lord, I just pray that you will help help us, Lord, to increase our faith. I pray that you will help us to not waver. I pray you'll help us to be honest with you. That we will just uh, we'll we'll make it clear how we really feel, Lord. You already know it, and you'll you'll start to change make that those changes in our lives, so we can start seeing great things, Lord. We thank you so much for your word and your name. Amen. Let's go.